Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today's episode is something that I've had on my heart for about a year to a year and a half to talk about. And I've been praying for the last year, who should I have on the podcast to talk about the subject? And as I've been praying about it, just this one friend of mine who has been a very dear friend to me throughout the years just keeps coming to mind every single time. And so um, she has just been such a faithful friend and she just loves Jesus so, so much. And I'm excited for you guys to hear her heart and hear about the subject. Um, but it's also fun because I have had her on the podcast before. And um, so it's just fun to have her back on this podcast episode. So Catherine, I want to welcome you to the podcast. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Kayla. Yes, yeah. It's very different this time calling because last time when we recorded, we were in person. You came to my house, and so, um, yeah, it's different this time. And you also, you have another kid. I just realized that. Like, you had just had (laughs) your first kid when we recorded. So, um, yeah, you're in in an exciting season, a different season, and it's just so wonderful to have you. So. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. But I would love for you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, especially for those who haven't heard our past episode. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. feel free to tell about yourself. Well, well. <laughs> my my name is Catherine, and I am a mama to two under two, <laughs> and I have been married for three years to my husband Michael, and we recently just moved to eastern Tennessee. I had been a Colorado native my whole life, and so I uprooted myself, and here we are just rooting ourselves here in, in, in Tennessee and getting adjusted, and life is very full, and I'm in a season of just figuring out what the Lord has for me, as Kayla and I have had lots of conversations about this, and um I'm just passionate about, yeah, just leading women to the Lord and encouraging them in the Lord. And I'm excited to just see even Kayla's podcast, just encourage people from all over the world. And yeah, it's just a a blessing to be here and a joy to be here. So Mm. yay, (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, it's very sweet because I've been reflecting as, you know, getting ready for this call and just reflecting on, like, knowing you for several years. I think we first met in 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the yeah. year. But yeah. um, I just a little background for people. I met Catherine through Instagram, actually, because I found her account through a friend, and then we finally met in person. But her <laughs> account, ever since I was 17, 18, like, it just, that was the standard of like, okay, this is what a woman of God is and and what I hope and strive to be like. And so, um, 
Yeah, and just that's why I'm so excited to talk about this today. Okay, well. But truly, yeah, um, I'll have you shout out your account at the end. But truly, Catherine has a beautiful account, very elegant, very classy, but also encouraging. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, before we talk about this subject, I would love for you to share something that the Lord has been teaching you lately. Oh, oh so many things. What do I? <laughs> What do I hone in on? I don't even know. Um, it kind of goes along with our topic today and what the Lord specifically, as I was praying um, for what we would talk about today, but the main thing that the Lord has laid on my heart is just our hearts before him. Mm. And I have been in such a sanctifying season where the Lord has just been really purifying my heart and purifying my thoughts. And um, I've also been in a season where there's been a lot of stress and a lot of chaos. And like I mentioned before, like we, we moved, we listed our house the week that my baby was born and Evelina, when Evelina was born, it was like the first week she was alive we listed the house and it's just been kind of just a lot of chaos ever since and um there's been so many times where it's been easy to just feel beyond stressed or beyond anxious and the Lord has just been drawing me back to himself and reminding me to not only cling to him but just even the thoughts in my heart to bring to him so there's just been a lot of purifying, a lot of sanctifying, a lot of him just addressing things in my mind and in my heart that are not of him, mm. um, which I'm thankful for. Like, I just, I want him to do that all the time because I want the outflow of my thoughts and my heart to be reflective of him. Um, so the less of myself and the more of him is the best. So yes, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably what I would say. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, I honestly, this week I've been reflecting on a lot about like how much the flesh can take over mm-hmm. and how much it, it, and this is sad to say, but how comfortable it can get to be in that place. Yes. And it shouldn't be, yes. right? It should be this standard of, okay, Lord, I want to live for you and live to this place of holiness for your name and righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's beautiful that you're really just learning that and honing on, on to that of like, okay, I want my, my heart to be pleasing before mm-hmm. you and, and for you to be truly that everything for me. And so, yeah, yeah I think that's really beautiful. And that's mm-hmm. actually a, a great way to kind of navigate now into yeah. our conversation. <laughs> um, because I feel like talking about what it means to be a woman of God really does come down to the heart and what that looks like inside of us. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today, what it means to be a woman of God. And um, a little snippet actually is I um, talked with our friend, um, Catherine, my friend, our common friend, uh, David Coleman. So he was on the podcast. So when I release this, it will be last week. And he talked about what it means to be a man of God. Mm. Um, And so it's just very sweet now to have Catherine talking about what it means to be a woman of God. And um, I think it's good for both genders to listen to both podcast episodes and not just the men listen to that one and women listen to this one. So um, yeah, let's just dive deep into it. So my first question is, let's kind of break down the definition of what it means to be that woman of God, because, you know, living in this generation in this day and age, like culture obviously has its own definition of 
that and and specifically living in a generation right now where it's like feminism you know and and women to the top and like we don't need no man kind of mentality so yeah I would just love to hear your thoughts and like what do you think a biblical definition of what it means to be a woman of God is yeah no it's it's very true like you said Kayla we there's just there's so much confusion regarding gender as a whole and then when you break down men and women and you separate that there's even more confusion and I just I have such a burden that people not only would come to this realization that they have freedom in Christ and freedom in who God has made them to be and the gender that God has given them like that is a God-given gift Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the world has no say and no right to twist it or to pervert it or to, to change it into something it's not. And being a woman is one of the greatest gifts and not in a, not in the way that the world, you know, is trying to twist it into, like you were saying with feminism, it's this like, well, I can do anything a man can do and I can do it better. Um, Biblical femininity is embracing the God-given design of being a female, being a nurturer, um, being different than how God created a man to be. And I know sometimes I think it's easy, like, for instance, my sister growing up super tomboyish, like she (laughs) did not like dresses. She did not wear makeup. And and still to this day, she's very much like that. And I am the girly girl (laughs) and give me all the lace, give me the pink. Um, But I feel like her and I are such a good example of we might be different in style and in tastes and the things that we're drawn to, but we're still both inherently feminine because Mm -hmm. God has created us to be women. And So anyone who's listening to this, you know, you might have a different style, but you don't have to wear pink or, you know, lace or only wear dresses or only have it look a certain way to be feminine and to, to love the Lord. You, you just being a woman, (laughs) um, is such a God given and beautiful thing. And you have, you are made uniquely and beautifully in his design and, I think it's something that the Lord wants us to embrace and, and wants us to accept. And we're not less than men and we're not higher than men. We're beautifully equal and different in our own ways. Mm. Um, and that alone, I think, is what set up, sets us apart in biblical femininity. Yeah. And I I love that you brought up your sister as well in that because I think a lot of people, at least I did, maybe I should just speak for myself of like that idea (laughs) of, you know, like, okay, being feminine means like, you know, all the pinks and lace and, you know, and like that style, but realizing like, okay, no, that's a beautiful thing. And I I love when people like yourself are that way. And I'm very much so that way as well. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there are those girls that don't, really like all of that and that's okay like that's not you know that definition of what it means to to be feminine and girly um but like it it comes back down to the heart exactly what you were just saying and and so I think that's a beautiful and important thing to focus on is you know 
yes, both are fine in their own various sections and categories here, but, um, yeah, coming back down to the place in your heart and Mm -hmm. yeah, focusing too on, yeah, we're not more important than men and we're not down (laughs) below men either. You know, it's just like, yeah, viewing your, your value in Christ. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people, uh, they throw around this saying of being a woman of God. You know, we hear that all the time. Like, be a woman of God. Be a Proverbs 31 woman. All this stuff. And, you know, it's kind of this saying that you hear. But it's like, what does that mean? You know, what does that look like? And so, I don't know. Just a question that I had is like, is being a woman of God really the status within the church? You know, like you made it to the top. You know, or is it really a personal thing between you and God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and this kind of goes back to my, kind of my own experience with, I don't know, the, some of the people that I've been around in the past versus even just how I personally have sometimes caught myself viewing it. Um, but it, it is so easy in Christianity, whether in manhood or womenhood um to like look at other people and think oh that is the gold standard right there like that is you know that is what we should aspire to be or even just like elevating people who God has used you know whether it's a book or um a speaker that really encourages us or you know there are several women bible studies out there that are super beautiful and encouraging um and very biblical based, like biblically based. Um, but it's just, it is like in our human nature to, to elevate, but also to put ourselves in boxes and to put God in a box and say like, well, this is how it looks to a T and Mm. this is how God moves to a T. And it's because we find safety and familiarity in that. And we have the word as our foundation, right? Like that is the inherent word of God. Um, and it is solid and we need that to keep us grounded, but we also have the work of the spirit. And when you have the work of the spirit and you have the work of the word, it's this beautiful, beautiful combination of the Lord moving in ways that you never thought he could. And then also being grounded by the word as well. Like it's meant to be both. And I think when it comes to biblical womanhood and this idea of like a status, I think that's a man-made thing. I Mm. think it's, it's out of us. I don't know, looking at the outward things and thinking what it should like, should look like, or what it shouldn't look like when really like the Lord, the Lord is after the heart. And don't get me wrong. Like this is something I've been processing with that there is fruit. Like we should look at someone's life and see the work of the spirit and see, um, you know, the fruit of the spirit active and alive in their life. But also it, we, it, it starts with the heart. Like I've, I've been thinking about this concept of, um, I wrote this verse down to talk about it today. Um, but it's, it's Luke, um, 645. And it says a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Mm -hmm. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in heart. 
of, of his heart for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So the outflow of your heart is going to be the outflow of your life mm. essentially. And so this, this idea of, well, I need to mark up my Bible like inside and out and have it look a certain way so that, so that people will know, like, I love the Lord or, um, you know, I need to host this amount of Bible studies or I need to make, you know, the, this certain amount of posts talking about the Lord to come across as, you know, biblical or to come across as I love the Lord. Like the Lord is not after that. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. who do that, they are so genuine. It's like, it truly is just such an outflow of the relationship with the Lord. But sometimes just being human and having a sinful nature, we can look at that and say, oh, that's what I need to do Mm -hmm. in order to be a godly woman. And the Lord's like, no, it actually begins with me and you and our personal time together. It begins with what I'm doing in your heart, in and through your life, a lot of it is just in the secret place with the Lord. And that's truly when it outflows into your life. And I, I just feel so burdened for when, when man clings to legalism and Mm -hmm. clings to that box. Um, Because then I think we feel pretty stuck when we don't look like X, Y, and Z or we're not able to um, live up to that standard when, when the Lord's just, he's just after us and he's after our hearts and he's after relationship with us. And, and will there be fruit that flows out of that? Absolutely. But it really, it really begins with us mm-hmm. and him. And so we're all equal, you know, especially in the body of Christ, like none of us is elevated higher than the other. And, um, yeah. Mm. So I, yeah. Wow. I, I love too, that you touched on, it comes down to the secret place. Um, because it really has become, which is sad, but it's become very showy and, you know, social media doesn't help that at all with, you know, you do see people's Bibles or their prayer wall mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And you're like, okay, that's the standard. Um, and you know, a a lot of times too, we can then come across as very prideful as well and be like, okay, well, I've done this and I look like this and I checked off this box Mm -hmm. and, and I really am this amazing woman. And it's just like, okay, we can't compare ourselves and be like, okay, that's the standard, but you also can't live in a place of pride and think, okay, I, I've made it, you know, and it really does come back down to Lord, you know, what's in my heart. We're having this intimacy together. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what it looks like to those around me, but that's not what matters, right? You know, Mm -hmm. what matters is truly in the secret place, like what you said. And so I love that you really just focus down on that. I want to add on to that too. Like one of the other verses that the Lord laid on my heart for this time together was, you know, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you look at those attributes and those attributes are all within Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, yes, eventually they flow outward, but like it, it truly is. I think what it comes down to is being, being a godly woman is, is that is loving the God, loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it doesn't, it doesn't come with a special formula (laughs) you know we we truly are all so different and so beautifully unique 
But that is one thing that God has asked us to do. And when we have the gift of salvation Mm. and we have become a new creation in Christ, like, man, that should be our greatest joy is loving the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm. So that was just something I was pondering when I was looking at those attributes and looking at what does that mean? And it was just reminding me, it was coming back to the heart, the heart. It's all within the heart. It's all within our spirit. Mm. Oh, I want that. I want to be that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, amen. That's what I want. I just, honestly, it needs to be a daily prayer because I'll go throughout the day already forgetting about it, you know? So Uh yeah, no, I'm too. And and that's the thing too, is this is part of the sanctification process, right? It's, it's part of refining and abiding in Christ and abiding in the vine and bearing that fruit, but it also takes pruning and that sanctification. So and there's grace and in it's that. A con- yes, so much grace. Mm-hmm. And it's a continual process. Yeah. You know, like we, I think it's so good to like have older women to, who we look up to, to like find who can mentor us. Like, I think there's so much wisdom in that. Yeah. And I'm in a season in life where I'm just praying. I'm like, Lord, would you send me someone who, who I can just glean from in regards to motherhood and marriage. And I think that's just so we need that, but also realizing like they, they haven't arrived yet either. Like there's, I think such an encouragement that we can find Mm -hmm. in realizing like we are all on the same path. Yes. Some of us may be like 10 years ahead of others, or we might be five years behind you or me or whatever, but like, that we were, we are all on the same path of like sanctification and being refined. Mm. That to me is so comforting <laughs> and so encouraging because we're not alone. We're not yeah. alone in, yeah, the Lord undoing the old man, the old self, and us learning this process of what it means to to live by the Spirit. Like it, yeah. it is a it is something we're all in it together. Yes, it's so true. And thankful. I'm I'm super thankful mm-hmm. for that. You know, it, it helps mm-hmm. you not feel as alone in it. So yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the question that I received from Instagram actually is like, how can you be like Jesus in a world where people are downgrading what biblical womanhood means? And I think mm-hmm. that's a very important question to really focus on right now. Yes. I honestly, what came to mind was the verse that talks about, they will know us by our love. Mm. And like, again, what flows, what is in our heart will be the outflow of our life. And so if we are living in a worldly culture that maybe there are some people, even listening to this podcast, who has grown up in the church and the concept of biblical womanhood maybe has even been twisted or abused because I know that that happens too I know that there's abuse within the church and especially regarding womanhood and you know people who are stuck in abuse and and my heart is really burdened for that and that is a whole other topic (laughs) in and of itself but maybe some of you have just had it very twisted and I just want to speak to those who maybe are coming from that perspective of like, well, I grew up and it only ever looked this way. And, and it was very, you know, wounding or, you know, it it caused a lot of pain or wounds in my life, you know, seeing it this way. Um, I just want to say like, 
God will reveal himself to you Mm. and he desires to reveal himself to you and he desires to reach into the depths of your heart and heal the areas that have been so twisted by the world or so twisted by maybe people who even loved the Lord, but out of their sinful nature didn't represent it well or represent it in, in the way that represents Christ. Um, because ultimately at the end of the day, like, like you and I just talked about, like we are human and we have our own flesh, but if we are truly every day abiding in the vine and being filled with his spirit, like it is my heart's desire that even people who look differently than me and people who believe differently than me, that I would love them so fiercely and so extravagantly, not because of what I'm doing, but because of him just flowing out of me naturally, that they would just catch a glimpse of not only who Jesus is, but the beauty of of femininity and the beauty of being a woman and, mm-hmm. and being a godly woman and embracing the way that he's created us to be. It is by loving those around us and not just talking the talk, but truly walking the walk mm. because people are, they are watching us all the time. And it is, it is such a good example to me because my Elliot and my little Evelina, like they are watching me, Elliot mimics me now like he is at that stage at two years old well if if I have like a tone in my voice he mimics that tone and it is so humbling because here I am I have my own little mirror in front of me I'm like wow lord like this is a firsthand like every day just real in the life of Catherine example of I I need to pour you out. Otherwise Mm. it is not pretty if I pour myself out and, and how I desire to just be so filled with the Lord and the word and his spirit that I am even capable of that agape unconditional love. Um, so I really think that's how, that's how we will show the world Mm. (laughs) who just, who Jesus even is and, and the joy of, of just following him. Yeah. Wow, that uh, that's so beautiful, Catherine. And it, it reminded me of something that I learned from a rabbi actually in Israel um, when I used to live there. And mm. one of the rabbis was saying like when they would still make sacrifices in the temple, when you would go, it was such a powerful aroma there on the temple mm. mount that then when you would travel back to your homes, you carried that aroma with you. And everyone knew when they passed you that you had just been at the temple because you carried that scent that literally was only at the temple. And this rabbi would tell us, he was like, this is what we are called as he was referring to the Jewish people. But, you know, as us as Christians is we are to carry this aroma of Christ wherever we go. And and there is that verse, I blank out on the name or where it is. I think it's in Romans mm-hmm. somewhere, but um, it literally says we are to carry that aroma of Christ, you know? And so yes, like yes. literally everywhere we go, right? People are watching, like you said, and, and carrying that love with us. And we are being different, not so that people will focus on us, but so that right. we can show them Christ. And so I don't mm-hmm. know, I just, that's beautiful. I, I love what you shared with that. So Thank you for sharing that. What areas of your life as a woman do you feel like are the most important to have self-discipline in? I always kind of 
just evaluating this in my own life. And, and I say this coming from a place of such humility because <laughs> I, a girl, <laughs> I have not like conquered a routine yet. Like I, I'm just the season of life of being a mama and postpartum and having my baby so close together and running a house and like it just by schedule and life has just up and down but I would say probably just time with the Lord like I feel like that's the most crucial thing that all of us should be so strict upon and so diligent upon so when I say that I say that I have not (laughs) not conquered what that exactly looks like and and I think the Lord gives us so much grace for the seasons that we're in and, and he sees our desire to be with him and he sees the different seasons that we're in and sometimes we might be more limited on the amount of time that we spend with him and, and maybe it's just singing and worshiping to him in the car on our way to work and listening to audio bible and you know what if that's what that looks like for a good couple of months to a year and that's the season of life that you're in like he will meet you in that and mm. i think he will honor that you know for me it's Sometimes it's listening to audio Bible while I'm washing the dishes or listening to podcasts while, you know, I'm cleaning the house and the kiddos are taking a nap and, and sermons. And, and a lot of it is just listening right now. But, um, I would say that probably is the most crucial because that's how we, that's how we get fed. Like, yes, it's important to be a part of like a local church body on Sundays and, and it doesn't even have to be just on Sundays. It can be throughout the week, but, um, but really our personal, our personal walk with God and where we get fed begins with us and the Lord first and foremost. So I, that would probably be my answer. It's mm-hmm. just being really as diligent as we can to just spending time with him daily. And, and it might just look like praying. It might just look like worshiping. It might, you know, be different things in different seasons, but really making a priority in that. Yeah. And I think something that was important that you shared that would be good for people to really focus on is like, if that's really all you can do in this season, like the Lord is going to meet you there. And that is just like really such a good reminder, even for myself with the season that I'm in. And, you know, there is less time to spend time in the word right now. And it's like, oh, I just, you know, I'm struggling because I want to go back to that and, you know, various things. And so remembering like, know different seasons and the Lord's going to meet you there and there's grace in that so I think that's just a beautiful reminder yeah Yeah, and I think it's easy too Kayla like for me it's easy in my mind to get so stuck in my thoughts of like well this it should look like this you know if I love the Lord I should be in the word but the thing is the Lord isn't after what do we talk about like people being in the box the Lord is after relationship he's after our hearts and so he doesn't want us to spend time with him because we feel forced to, or because that's what we should do. He wants us to spend time with him because we want to. Mm. And, and even just the prayer of my heart is like, Lord, would you give me that desire and that longing to just be with you and to be in your presence. And even if I'm limited by my circumstances or I'm more limited in time, like you were saying, Kayla, not having, I mean, I remember being younger and I would just, there was seasons where I would just spend hours in the word because I wanted to, like my heart was so hungry 
to be at the feet of Jesus. And I was in a season where I had such unlimited time. And now I'm noticing like it requires a lot more discipline and a lot more diligence and a lot more just doing. And I think in the midst of our doing, it's important to remind ourselves that he desires us to want, Mm -hmm. not just to have this. Yeah. It goes back to like that checklist of what a godly woman should look like. Well, no, what does he desire us to be like Mm -hmm. instead of what our man made, um, you know, concept is because he will, he will give us, he will give us a heart. I know I've gone through seasons where like my, my desire is just not there and I don't like that and I don't want that. And I've had times where I just call out to the Lord and I just say, Lord, would you give me, would you renew that, that fresh hunger and that yearning for you afresh in me, you know, and he has, and he has done that. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. I love that. Yeah. Just beautiful encouragement for people for sure. And myself included in that. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, we are coming close to the end. Um, but there was one question that someone put on Instagram. Do you think women should prepare themselves for the possibility of having a future husband? Because that can sometimes become an idol and become a focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's good? Do you think yeah. it's not good? What are your thoughts? I think at the end of the day, it's important to just be led by the Lord. So for me, like I was like 11 or 12 years old when like the concept or the idea of like praying for your future husband was brought to my attention. And I remember just genuinely feeling burdened to pray for my husband. And it was something like I would write to him. I would not because... It was what other people were around me doing, but it was because I genuinely felt a burden to do it. And I'm so thankful that the Lord led me that way. And so I remember also, though, there being times when the Lord would say, let's let's not write to him for a while. <laughs> or like it became the obsession of my heart, like, like we just touched on. And when that becomes higher than the Lord or really anything in life. When we elevate anything other than Christ, then then it loses what it was made to do. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. you know, I it becomes really the idol of our heart and what we focus on and what we breathe on and what we live for. And, and like my life is not going to be complete <laughs> if this X, Y, and Z doesn't happen whether that's a husband or children, or you get a certain job or, um, you get to go to, you know, travel the world, like whatever it may be. Cause I think it's different for everyone, but, um, I think it's easy to elevate anything before the Lord, but I think it's important to really just be led by him. I think it's something that if it's done in a healthy way, I think it can be very beautiful. And, I personally just between just that season of life between the Lord and I, because it was something I, I really felt burdened for um, as far as just praying for my future husband and and preparing my heart for that possibility. The Lord did a lot of beautiful things and in me and through me. And I think just loving the Lord and walking with him and having a relationship with Christ that alone will prepare you for whatever he has for you. 
Now, do I think that there's nuggets of wisdom in books out there? Absolutely. Like some of the books I read that greatly impacted me was Sacred Search. I think Sacred Search by Gary Thomas and um, I'm going, oh, Love and Respect. I, I did a study with a friend and our two moms and we, um, it was just us four. And we read some of those books when I was like 16 or 17. And we would have discussions on like what it practically looks like to walk out, even just getting to know a guy or just having guy girl relationships in a God honoring way, like not even necessarily always focusing on marriage, but just practically, how do you even walk that out? And how do you keep your heart in a place that is honoring the Lord in the midst of such loud um, societal norms, I guess, and standards. And there were so many beautiful nuggets of truth that the Lord used to ingrain in me and grow in me that when I met Michael, I could see the fruit of that. Mm. I could see how the Lord worked on me in my single years and worked on those character things, not just for Michael, ultimately for the Lord, but I I could see, I could see the fruit in that. Mm. Um, So if the Lord is giving you a burden to, you know, to be preparing for that, I would say, listen to that burden. That was exactly what the Lord did in my heart was it was a genuine burden. Were there times when I did make it an idol and it became unhealthy? Like, yeah, absolutely. And the Lord was really quick to kind of lead me away from that for a season and just focus on him and be so surrendered in my heart to whether or not that would be a part of my future that he had for me. Um, so I, I just think, yeah, being led by the spirit. And I think there's some really good solid books out there that practically can just help you to think about questions to ask, even just in a dating guy girl relationship and, and how to honor the Lord in that. And, and I, I think that's part of that preparing process, even just for relationships, not just for marriage. Um, so I, I personally think there's a lot of wisdom in that, but being led by the Lord is, is number one. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring up that question. Um, because I think it was very, very important that like you brought up is, you know, yeah, bringing it before the Lord. I mean, following the spirit with that burden, if he is Uh placing it on on your heart, but, um, being in this place of, I'm not preparing, like I'm not growing Uh in, you know, the knowledge of the word or growing in the fruit of the spirit or, you know, giftings of the spirit or whatever. Um, I'm not doing these things so that it's preparing me for my husband, right? Like I'm, I'm growing in these things because I desire to grow closer to the Lord and become more like him. So it can, it can get out of control, like very quickly, I think, especially just in the even just in like the circle groups that I think you and I grew up in, like it was just, it was beautiful. I think that intention of the heart was beautiful, but I think it can, like you were saying, Kayla, like it can be easy to, well, I'm going to grow my relationship with the Lord so that like I could be a godly woman for my husband someday when really it's no, God is here in the now in your life. Like he's not just a future idea. Like Jesus is meant to be your everything right here and right now. And whatever happens happens and your relationship with him and, and this, the seeds that you're sowing and, and, um, 
all the time that you're investing in your relationship with Christ will be the outflow of your life and will just naturally, you know, prepare you for whatever it is that he has for you. And yeah, it's, it's important to, to make sure that your heart is in the right place. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And Catherine, I just, once again, you're such an encouragement and just, you know, when we were praying before this, just prayer that truly the Lord would be glorified in this and, and that people would feel encouraged, but also convicted of that. And, and so, yeah, I just, I hope and pray that as you guys have listened to this episode, that truly you just have seen the beauty of the Lord in this and, and truly just desire and hunger to want to be in the secret place and see where your heart is at and, and just bring those things before the Lord. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's a subject that is a big one to talk about. It's very deep, you know, and, there is that sanctification like we talked about, but it's a beautiful process and a beautiful mm-hmm. journey. So I'm glad that Amen. you were able to share your story and, and share the things that the Lord yeah. has taught you. So such a oh, gift. Well, thank you for having me, friend. It really is such a, a privilege and a joy. And as I said before, Kayla, you, you are an encouragement to my heart mm-hmm. and your friendship is so near and dear to me. And it's, it's so, I think anyone who listens to the podcast that really God has started and he just is using you, um, but anyone who listens to your podcast can hear the love of Christ and, and it is truth. It's not just, you know, um, the nice, <laughs> the nice fluffy stuff. It's, it's the hard stuff. It's the everyday in and out difficult life things that God desires to come into and be in the midst in and, and to grow us and to meet us. And, and I, I just, I've been so blessed, Mm. um, by the episodes that you've posted and everything that you've shared thus far. And I, I know that, I know that other people feel that way too. So thank you for being a willing and open vessel Mm. and, as your friend, it's just so beautiful to, to see how the Lord has grown you and brought you to this place in the here and the now. And the Lord is so good. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. I really appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, Well, I want you to shout out your accounts because I want all the people who have listened to this to come and follow you (laughs) because it's just a wonderful account. So go for it. Uh, You're so sweet. It's, I'm Catherine Rose. That's just, that's all that it is. Yeah, <laughs> there you on go. Instagram, so. <laughs> if you see the classiest account ever, then that's it. That's Sweet. the account. So <laughs> I'll tag it on my story too um, so people can find it there as well. But yeah, just thank you again for joining. It's great. Mm, thank you.